in a year that has been so improbable, the impossible has happened. A shot on Elo. Guys, the Bulls win! You know what time it is. The most amazing, sensational, dramatic. Welcome back into another episode of the Sports Hour. This is Mitch Moe. This is Dylan, and this is episode 150 live on the Instagram for the world. We are here, Mitch. That was a beautiful intro. Long-winded. Yeah. The lungs. The lungs are doing well. Capacity is pretty good, bud. Capacity is good. You're looking good. We're feeling good. This is fun to be here. This is the first time we've ever done the podcast live. Uh, And we thought for the 150th episode that this was uh, a good time to do this. So here we are on our Instagram page. We appreciate you guys that are joining right now. We want to hear from you. So uh, comment below. Say hi if you're you're listening. as we go through this for the next hour, uh, if you have any comments, thoughts on what we're talking about, we want to hear from you. Uh, and we may even uh, have you on the podcast. We've got some forgotten all-stars that we're going to do. We'll hear from Jordan, maybe somebody else. So if you want to come on the, the live, come on the podcast, try your hand at the forgotten all-star, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We, we got we got plenty. So Thomas, you know, well, hey from the patrol car, buddy. Go catch bad guys. Um, Keep in the streets safe. You'll love to see it. You got to love our public servants, man. You got to love the police officers. Um, Yeah, we're going to get into some some forgotten all-stars. We got a couple prepared for you, but we know we're going to have a special guest to kick this part off of it. So, um, yeah, it it should be a good time. We got campus tour, as usual, maybe a little bit of an abbreviated version of it. Um, We have a top five in the works. We got our quick picks. Um, this is going to be uh, – we're just playing all the hits tonight, man. Just playing all the hits. That's, yeah. exactly, that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, just some fun stuff here on the live. Uh, some picks, the campus tour, as Mitch said, a top five. We're looking forward to it. But let's start this off with the Forgotten All-Star. This is a segment that we've been doing uh, since the very beginnings of the podcast. If you've been listening, you're familiar. Uh, there's just some guys out there that you just forget. Uh, had a year or two of big success, earned that Pro Bowl, that all-star berth. Uh, we like to quiz each other on how well you can uh, remember those. And we, uh, you know, we don't always – it's always just Mitch and I. You know, we don't get the opportunity to do these for other people. So we're excited to bring on uh, a fellow Sports Hour guy, our good buddy Jordan Fox. Uh you're coming on in if uh, if it lets me accept you here. Oh, dude, look and fly. Holy smokes. What's up, boys? You have to turn it up for 150. You know what I mean? Woo! <laughs> Putting on the hay blockers. I love it. I love it. What a vibe. What a What's vibe happening, guys? Jordan. Uh, you know, this is great. Right, I, I, was, I was actually just listening to episode 100 uh, before we got on here. Uh, just to kind of remember what we did that, that time – 
which was not that long ago. Uh, it, it doesn't like, feel that long ago. Almost, just a little over a year ago. And Jordan had a great trivia game for Mitch and I. That was so much fun. I listened back to that. Uh, we had a blast. So it uh, feels fitting to bring you back on here uh, for episode 150. And uh, Mitch has got a forgotten all-star for you. Uh, I, we think it's right up your alley. Uh, oh, the no. challenge is coming. How are you feeling about I'm this? terrified, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. You guys were like, hey, uh, do a forgotten all-star. And I instantaneously remembered how Mitch is a walking encyclopedia, and I am the opposite. Like, my brain just dumps information immediately. So we'll see. I don't know, man. Like it's a, it's not it's not necessarily a blessing. It's kind of more of a curse. I'll tell you that that I retain <laughs> that much. So, um, Jordan, it's not as easy as it looks. All right, it's yeah. not as easy as it looks. We'll Life's hard when you're that smart, you know. I I, I was I actually listened back to episode 100 to that trivia game that we played, and yes. uh, I that was like probably the most exposing moment I've ever had. That like I'm a weird <laughs> nerd with sports movies, like way too weird than I should be. So this is a, so yeah, that was a, a humbling yeah. moment, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all knew you were a weird brain, Mitch. It was just nice to let the rest of the world know that. I am a strange dude, a strange brain. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Wouldn't happen any okay. other way, though. Jordan, are you ready for your forgotten all star? Yeah, let's let's bring on the shame. All right, we are going to stay in the NBA for you. Lovely. All righty. This player was drafted in the first round, 18th overall in the 2003 NBA draft. Holy he smokes. Okay. is a back-to-back all-star with the team that drafted him and played the majority of his career with the team that drafted him. Okay. He, he also is a two-time NBA champ, both of which came in the last years of his career. Okay. You get two guesses, and on your third, if you so wish to have a bonus question, you can have that. Man, oh, man. 2003 draft class. If I just do math real quick, 19 years ago. Played 15 years in the league. Played 15 years in the league, which means, yeah, 2017 was his last year. And he won two championships in his last two years. Yeah. Is this player Richard Jefferson? That is incorrect. Okay. That is incorrect. I don't even know if that's the right draft class. I like that guess, though. You know what? Yeah, I like stepping out there. Yeah, no, you're you're there. (laughs) I like that. I like that. Yeah. Okay, if it's not RJ... Man, 2003 draft class. Every NBA player I've ever known has just left my brain. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Can I can I skip and get more hints? Is that is that what? Yeah, sure. Skip, skip my yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Bible so guess, the team that he was drafted by, played the majority of his career with, was in the Eastern Conference. Okay. The team he won his championships with were in the Western Conference. <laughs> okay. Um, who won the NBA championship in 2017? Wait, no. I'm sorry. The team he was drafted by is in the Western Conference. So he was drafted by a Western Conference team, and the championship was also a Western Conference team. Yes. Okay. Okay. 2017 NBA champion. 
Oh my gosh. 2020 was Mickey Mouse Lakers. Year before that was Miami. Mickey Mouse Lakers. Lakers. Let's go. I love it. I also, I need you to know, Dallin, Dallin, that had nothing to do with actually helping me get to 2017. It's a bubble year, Dallin. It's a bubble year. I know you did it. I know you did it just for that. Oh man. Was 2017 a Cavs year? That's my question. Was 2017 the Cavs? That's what's sticking in my brain, but that's also not a West team, so it doesn't matter. Um, oh, my on. gosh, boys. I can't think of a single thing. On. I know. Richard Jefferson guess so far. You get two guesses still. You get two names. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Feel free yeah. to throw something out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who won the championship in 2017? Oh, my oh, God. Jordan. This was like I thought this was so far up your alley. It was ridiculous. It should have been. I'm telling you, man. I the whole time I was waiting I, for two hours. I was like, I'm positive not gonna this was a player. You get on the podcast. You, you get the questions, and then the pressure hits, dude. It's seriously, not as easy okay. So as you think it is? This has nothing to do with anything. But when we're watching Barstool Sports, the dozen at home, I'm like, dude, no problem. How, these guys are idiots. How oh, they not you know nail this? it. Yeah, and every then you time. get in this situation and every you just forget the English language. <laughs> oh, All right, we've had a Richard Jefferson guest. Mitch, roll through it one more time. Vince, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. One more time. Okay, we'll roll through the hints one more time. First round draft pick, 18th overall, 2003 draft class. Played the majority of his career with the team that drafted him and was a back-to-back all-star with that team. He was also a two-time NBA champion, both coming in the last two years of his career and was drafted by a Western Conference team and won a championship or his two championships with a different Western Conference team. Hmm. I might just have to throw out positions here pretty soon. Yeah, position would help a lot. Uh, This is not right, but I'm just going to start throwing guesses. Steve Nash. He has more all-stars than that. Was he playing in 2017? I don't think so. No, I don't know if he was. Uh, No, it's not Steve Nash. Okay. One more guess, but give give him the last hint here, Mitch. All right. Yeah, give me the rest of them. This Xavier grad, I don't know if that helps. That's I'm literally more confused than was before. Jordan's a big Big East basketball guy. Uh, yeah, so, right, yeah, huge. Right. Love the Big East. With him. Love the Big East. <laughs> All about the Big East. <laughs> was a small forward, power forward, and center, but played primarily center with the, his championship teams. Ooh. Ooh. Hey, we need a name. The pressure's pri- on. Center we've in heard the Richard Jefferson. Yep. We've heard Steve Seven. Nash. One more guess for Jordan. Oh my gosh, boys! I I know you got this, buddy. I don't know if I do. I don't know if I do, man. 2017, 2003 draft class. Played for 15 years. Drafted the West Championship in the West. Played primarily center, small forward, power forward, center. Uh. I don't know. I think you stumped me, Mo. I have no idea. I have no. You don't idea. even have a name. Come on, you got another name. You got another name. I'm trying to think of West Big Men. I can't even think of who won the championship in 2017. I'm floundering right now, boys. 
Oh, God. That's the most frustrating part to me. It's like, think of the era. Here, think of the era, Jordan. I know. That's what I'm trying to do, and it's somehow just not happening. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We got to call, call it. You got to call Jordan, it. Who is it? Who is it? Help me. Beautiful attempt here. Jordan. Mitch. Jordan, this is David West. No! <laughs> this is David West. <laughs> David West made all-star teams? Yeah, two with the Hornets. Two with I, the Hornets. I'm going to be honest with you. Never in a billion years. If you gave me all of my lifetime to guess a player, I was not going to guess David West. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> One of his two championships with the Golden State uh, Warriors. The, yep. Obviously, the go. Warriors won in 2017. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's why, that, that was a... throwing me so far off. I was <laughs> oh like, how is he that, missing this like, era? I, oh, my goodness. Insight to what was happening in my brain, I made that joke about the Lakers, and then I could not shake the Lakers out of my head. So every what time I was get? like, who won the oh, championship is... in 2017? The only team inside of my brain cells was the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> I knew it wasn't right. <laughs> Oh, Andrew Bynum? Oh, my God. Oh, oh man. Oh, that hurt. Uh, Jordan, a great try. A great try. I'm going to give you a chance here. I've got an NFL forgotten all-star. If you want to attempt it, we'll keep you on for another try. If you don't, I'm not going to – no no, uh, no sweat. You can back out. But if Here's you want another the- shot of it. <laughs> I have no better fandom knowledge than the NBA. The NFL is not a good spot for me. And so with what just happened, I'm going to I'm going to graciously bow out before I have no. to like spontaneously combust. Fair enough. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on for episode 150 the live on Instagram, Jordan. Uh you're one of the Sports Hour guys. We appreciate you uh hanging out with us. Appreciate you boys. Hey, congrats on 150. I'm excited to show up again for number 200. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. You'll be here. I'll <laughs> promise that. That's All right. Nice. Good, good. All right, boys. I'll be watching. Have a good show. All right. Jordan Fox, right. we appreciate it. Uh, for those that have joined recently, we see you. Hello. Welcome to episode 150. It's good to be here. Uh, we're hanging out. We had some fun doing a forgotten all-star. Uh, we're going to jump in, Mitch, to the campus tour. Uh, if you're not a regular listener, this is our college football segment. Uh, We're going to do a quick look at the landscape in college football, our Heisman watch list, and then uh, our games to watch. We've been picking winners every week uh, during the season of college football. And, uh, Mitch, we're on the final week. The stakes are high. Uh, We've got uh, a lot of pressure on these picks. I'm nervous for that. I'm excited to get in that. Uh, But we got to start with some, uh, some college football reaction from the last week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot to get into. So let's start with uh, the rankings right now. Championship weekend. uh, Currently, USC, Utah playing for the Pac-12 championship game in Las Vegas. Uh, That's going on as we speak. I believe USC leads 17-3. So, uh, you know, pretty uh, pretty, uh, hot start for the Trojans. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but heading into this final week, Mitch, uh, the stage is pretty much set for the top four teams if they win this uh, championship weekend. Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC uh, all taking place, uh, playing in their championship games this weekend. Michigan got the big win over Ohio State to earn that spot, and that was sort of the only shaking and moving, right, in the rankings. Michigan moves uh, up to two, Ohio State falls to five, and now 
the stage is set. If those teams can win their conference championships, those are the four teams we'll see in the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, this just confirms what I've been saying over the last few weeks. Uh, Michigan is a better team than Ohio State. And, I mean, they won in convincing fashion over Ohio State. Um, there was there was really never a question in my mind that this was the better team. And I think that a lot of people that were still buying into this OSU hype of, you know, no, they got the C.J. Strouds, you know, they have the, the Ryan Day system. It, it's it's better what Jim Harbaugh has at Michigan. It's just not. The, the team is better built in Michigan. They're more well-rounded. And, um, you know, I, I the, the correct team won in that sense. Um, quite honestly, you should have called that the – you know, the Big Ten Conference Championship game. You know, that's really what it should have been. Unfortunately, we're getting a must, a much worse matchup uh, with Michigan and Purdue. But, um, yeah, I mean, the top six is right. The right six are there. Um, and I think that all eyes will be on TCU moving forward, uh, the number three team in the country right now. Can this – can can they continue and sustain the success going into the college football playoffs, win their conference championship, and then uh, continue it on um, into January as we get through the conference championship playoff stuff? Yeah, and listen, you were right about Michigan. You called it. You were on Michigan. You you called Ohio State frauds, and uh, credit for you because you you correctly called that. Now uh, the Wolverines find themselves in the Big Ten championship game. Uh, Thomas, when we wrap up the campus tour, I'd love to have you for a forgotten All Star if you're still around. Uh, so we see your comments yes. there. Uh, we'll, we'll have you join uh, here in a few minutes if you'd like. Uh, I, I've got a good forgotten all-star for you. Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, but, uh, yeah, as you said, Mitch, the top six uh, feels right. And, again, number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Number three, TCU. Four is USC. Five is Ohio State. And six, Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, though I, it does feel like – the top five are the only real contenders at this point when it comes to the playoff. I'd have a hard time believing Alabama can jump all the way up. Yeah. Multiple of these teams drop these championship games, which is unlikely. Uh, But if one of them falls, you could suspect that Ohio state being a one loss team, that one loss coming to number two, Michigan, they'd have a pretty strong case if USC or TCU uh, were to lose their games. Yeah, I mean, it, it. Like you said, Bama's fate right now is held in the hands of everyone else. Like they're they're going to have to have some things happen. TCU is going to have to lose. USC is going to have to lose. Um, and quite honestly, I mean, it, quite honestly, it's it's hard to think about a two loss Alabama team being in over a one loss Ohio State team. I I don't think that's going to sit very well with the college football playoff committee. So you know, even in that sense. Bama's playoff hopes are I think six is about as high as they can go. I think that they've reached their pinnacle for the year. This is where they're going to be at. Um, of course, anything can happen with the college football playoff committee. They're, they're, they're a joke in themselves. So um, it, it's all dependent on what, how, you know, what they, how they vote and what they're thinking. But um, I, I think what we're looking at right now with this top four is kind of what we're going to get uh, going into the playoffs. I think that's fair. We'll give our picks in just a second before we hit our games to watch this week with conference championship weekend ahead. 
Got to get our Heisman watch. We've been doing our Heisman watch for uh, maybe a month, six weeks now, every week updating our top five uh, in the Heisman watch list. And, uh, you know, our criteria may be a little different than some of the other watch lists that you see. Uh, but we've been pretty consistent the last couple of weeks, Mitch, that Caleb Williams has been that number one guy. Even when C.J. Stroud had higher odds, even when that momentum was still high, uh, we had Caleb Williams at the top of ours. Last week, our top five ranking, Caleb Williams, number one, C.J. Stroud, number two, Max Duggan, TCU quarterback, number three, Hendon Hooker, the quarterback for Tennessee at number four, and Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina at number five. Our updated top five this week sees Caleb Williams remain at number one. He is by far the favorite right now for the Heisman with the performance that he's put up for the Trojans. Max Duggan is up to number two. Hendon Hooker up to number three. C.J. Stroud falls to number four after the loss last week. And then Drake May at number five. That's our Heisman watch for right now. Uh, what, how, do you, how do you feel about this? We discussed this a bit before, dropping Stroud a bit. Did it, it felt weird moving Hooker up into the top three when he hasn't played in a couple weeks and won't be playing anymore. Uh, but ultimately, this is where we landed. Let's, uh, let's kind of talk through it here. Yeah, I mean, I think still Caleb Williams – should be clearly the favorite. I think a lot of people talk about, I mean, a post knee injury, Blake Corum was definitely in the conversation um, running back from Michigan. I think that he was, you know, in that conversation of being uh, one of the guys that could be a finalist. Um, but Caleb Williams to me still is cemented himself as the favorite and rightfully so. I mean, this guy has just put together a fantastic year. Um, it does feel weird putting Hendon Hooker above C.J. Stroud. And I don't want to gloss over Max Duggan. He's fantastic. Um, definitely has a strong case for a Heisman as well. But it feels weird putting Hooker, you know, Hendon Hooker above C.J. Stroud. But the fact of the matter is, is that when Hendon Hooker was healthy, he's played better than C.J. Stroud over the last month and a half, almost two months. So, you know, are we going to take away – are we going to look away from Hendon Hooker just because he's on the sidelines at the end of the year – when he's actually probably had the stronger case than C.J. Stroud, I don't think so. So, you know, it it feels weird, but C.J. Stroud has done nothing, con you know, nothing convincing for us to put him any higher than where he's at at number four. And Drake May is a, is a numbers vote, right? Like, you know, UNC is a great team; they're a top twenty-five team, um, but it, it's it's a numbers game for him. Like, he just puts up stupid numbers, and that's why he's in this top five conversation. Well, and Drake May's carrying that North Carolina team, frankly, not just that offense. I mean, that defense is horrible. They give up 50 points a game. The North Carolina team has to score 50 points a game to win, and they have uh, mm -hmm. credit to Drake May for that. That's why he's up there. But it isn't just a numbers award. It is a narrative award. And you could sure. make an argument that there hasn't been a player more important this college football season than Hendon Hooker, the Tennessee quarterback. So even though he's injured and even though with the, with the number of losses, they've fallen out of – the playoff and, and, you know, that sort of uh, ultimate hype, you know, they still been the best story this year. You, you could argue it. So uh, that's where I yeah. think we ended up him at three feels fair. Max Duggan with what they've done at TCU 12 and 0 season heading into the big 12 championship game tomorrow. We'll see what that uh, looks like against Kansas state and ultimately uh, their fates in the playoff. But uh, Caleb Williams is the favorite. The numbers he's put up. Excellent. Patrick Mahomes light out there in LA. Uh, he's putting up work. They're putting on, uh, they're putting up work against uh, Utah tonight, 17-3. They lead this game in the second. So, uh, you know. You really like think well he's Pat Mahomes light? I really do. I see Patrick Mahomes when I watch Caleb hey, Williams play. I mean, just the, the man, fluidity I don't know. outside of the pocket, the, the, the sort of 
for the looseness with which he plays. I have not seen so many players get the Patrick Mahomes comp the last couple of years. I have not seen a player that I've actually believed it for until Caleb Williams. He's the one who actually reminds me of Patrick Mahomes with the style that he plays with outside of the pocket I, maneuverability. He's got athleticism, but he's not a Lamar. He's not running. You know, it's, I think he's legit. I am all in on Caleb Williams. I'll tell you I that. Get, I get it. I just, I, I, I think for me with Caleb Williams, I just have to see a bigger body of work. You know, like, sure. like that is such a, that's, that's a, and credit to you for making it. Like, that's a, that's a bold statement. Like, you know, you have to see. That's what we do he here, ha- man. He has, I know, I know. What we do is make bold <laughs> statements. But, you know, I for me, there's just not enough there for me to make that bold of a statement. You know, it, it, I, I know the athletic ability is there. Um, the winning wasn't there at Oklahoma. Now it is here at USC. Yeah. And so, like, now we're seeing a different Caleb Williams, clearly, you know, with go, following Lincoln Riley over there. But um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I could put him in that Pat Mahomes conversation. I, I don't feel comfortable with that. But. Great opportunity ahead for him in the college football playoff. If they really end up at the four, which they, if everything plays out, they would. And if they get sure. Georgia in the first round and he shows what he's shown the last, you know, couple of weeks against a defense like Georgia, then maybe we can be convinced a little more. Cause I am with you. Uh, you know, there's still more to be had. He's a class of 2024 quarterback when it comes to the NFL draft. Right. So he's still sure. going to have a new yeah. college to develop that, but uh, that's the vision I see for him. Very high yeah. on Caleb Williams. He's got Mitch, time. Absolutely. Let's jump over to our games to watch this week. So uh, if you haven't been listening to the podcast, uh, to re- part of our campus tour, we've been making picks on the college football season. Uh, it's been a game. We've kept track of points. You get a point uh, for picking a game right. You don't get a point for missing it. We've also had a lock where you could lock not only the winner of the game, uh, but the line, TCU minus 10 and a half. You lock that. If you get it, you get three points. If you missed it, you lose minus one. Well, here we are, conference championship weekend, our final week of our picks. So we had to add yet another wrinkle. A wrinkle, by the way, that Mitch thought of four months ago when we started this. <laughs> like, And we just planned it for the end. We were like, when we get there, this will be awesome to add. And here we are finally. It's the super lock. So on top of our lock this week, we are going to have a super lock where you have to pick the winner, you have to lock the line, and you have to pick the over-under. Uh, so you have to lock all three of those things. If you get it right, you earn six points. If you miss it, you have to lose three. So big stakes for the final week, and we're also picking six games this week. All five Power Five Conference Championship games plus the American Athletic Conference Championship game uh, opportunity to to get the New Year's Six bid uh, in the group of five. So that's what we've got ahead, Mitch. Are you ready for this? Uh, oh, you got, we got to give Oof. the people the points total. Where are we oh, sitting yeah. right now? Mitch is at 39 points on the season. I'm at 30, so I'm down nine. I need things to happen. Mitch, you're in the driver's seat. Are you feeling nervous at all? Yeah, yeah, I definitely am, uh, especially with my super lock because I was about – I was. there were about three lines and three over-unders – uh, that I really, really liked. And I'll tell you what, one of the over-unders I liked was not one of the lines I liked either. So, like, it made me, even, it, it made me question a lot. So, but we got it locked in now. Um, I, I'm feeling good about my picks. Um, yeah, let's just get into it, man. Let's get into it. This is, okay. woo, it's go time. Let's do it. Let's start with the game that's going on now. And for those watching, listening, 
uh, we did. We agreed to our picks. We, we shared them beforehand. We're not making these now. But for the yes. Pac-12 championship game going on now, number 11, Utah versus number four, USC. The Trojans favored minus three in this game, over under 68 points. I'm going with the Trojans. No lock, no super lock for me. I've been bit by the Pac-12 too many times this year to lock any Pac-12 game, but I will pick the Trojans to get it done in Las Vegas. I'm glad you learned your lesson, Dallin, for your sake. I mean, for my sake, probably not so much because I'd rather see you lock a Pac-12 team and be wrong. But you can't you, – you know, the, the, the Pac-12 is a vicious circle. It's the circle of suck. You know, everyone beats everyone, and there's one team at the top, but you know that they're probably not as good as the, the other teams behind them. So, Or not any better than the teams behind them is what I should say. Um, I'm with you. I'm going USC. I'm not locking minus three. I'm not locking 68. I just think USC outright, get it done. Um, I, like you said, can't trust the Pac-12. Can't trust yeah. them. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it here. Next up, Mitch, big 12 championship game. Number 10, Kansas State. The Wildcats versus our Horn Dogs, Mitch. The number three TCU Horned Frogs. Woo! I, I feel like we almost spoke that into existence in that moment, you know? Yeah, the podcast, absolutely. The they are 12-0, and 0, favorite in this game, minus one and a half, over under 61 and a half in this game. Good defenses, big 12. Should be fun, Mitch. You get the pick here first. Where are you going? This is one of those games I was really tempted to super lock. I love the over-under. I love the spread. Um, I'm not going to take it, though, because – and I'll tell you why. Kansas is a very, very scary team. Like, they, they don't do anything better than anyone else. They just do a lot of things really well. And that's what makes a really good, well-rounded team. We've talked about Adrian Martinez and how he's been in college football – for the last 27 years, it feels like. Um, he's actually got a really, really good team with him at K-State. I'm going to take TCU, though, in this one outright. No lock on the line. No lock on 61.5 over under. Uh, but I'll take TCU uh, over K-State. Okay, Mitch. I am rolling with the Horn Dogs. Let's go! Is my super lock. I oh, wow. TCU, I'm taking a minus one and a half to get the win. Give me the over. I like 61 it. 61 and a half. I want the over on that. That's my super lock. I'm riding with them. 12 and 0. It can't go wrong here. Uh, and since <laughs> that Freudian slip, they've been great. I can't, I can't bet against them. Hey, you, you might have started something, buddy. You might have started something with how wanna, great they've you know, been since then. Hey, I, I don't want to take credit, but uh, I will. It was all me. Uh, Mitch, let's go to the SEC championship game. Unfortunately, your Crimson Tide uh, didn't make it this year, man. Hate to see it. But LSU, number 14 in the country after a very disappointing loss last week against number one Georgia, the defending national champions, Georgia's favor the line minus 17 and a half over under 52 in this game mitch i'm taking georgia in this one no lock for me i'm just gonna take the bulldogs outright uh lsu is not a legitimate contender i don't think uh i never understood why they were ranked so high to begin with uh, i thought that was ludicrous they were top five yeah. really so uh i don't think this one's particularly close no, and, and this one's tricky because 
a minus 17 and a half, that's, that's a spread you just don't want to even touch, especially when it's a number one, number 14 matchup. You don't even want to touch that one. But somehow you think it's possible, and you're like, like ah, they, it might happen. I'm not taking it. Like, hell no, I'm still not touching minus 17 and a half, no. But I will take Georgia. Um, okay. This was, this was an easy one for me. Um, LSU's – definitely still got a bunch of flaws that they just seem like they've never really worked fully out. So uh, give me the Bulldogs in a, in a pretty handily win. Okay, yeah, no surprise. The Alabama fan, uh, you know, here conflicted. Uh, but, yeah, hard to hard to pick LSU. In we are hard missing a particular Crimson A in that matchup. But, you know, uh, you, know. You, you can't have it all the time. So you wonder, you wonder, too, we talked about we'll get to the Big Ten matchup here in a second. Uh, but – we, we talked about these matchups where, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, that was really the Big Ten championship game. Uh, we've seen conferences already abandon divisions. Uh, the Pac-12 has done it, right? Two Pac-12 South teams are currently playing right now. Um, right. More conferences are going to be abandoning divisions and having just the two best. Uh, maybe you'd hope that the SEC and the Big Ten with expansion, uh, as they add USC, UCLA, as they add Texas, Oklahoma, that uh, perhaps they will get rid of those, that need so we can see a Georgia-Alabama in the actual championship game. We could see the Michigans, Ohio States, the best teams every year play in that championship game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, buddy. Group of five game, American Athletic Conference championship game, number 22, UCF at, or not at, versus number 18. To, actually, they are at. I take that. They back. are at. The ACC, yeah. Actually, yeah, the ACC actually hosts the, their championship game, which is great. No neutral site here. You get it at home. They are in Narland's for number 18 Tulane. Uh, the Wave favored minus four in this one over under 57. Mitch, I'll give you the pick here first. Uh, this is a tricky one. This is a fun one. I know you locked something here, so give it to me. What are we doing? Look, this is, this is a fun one. This is a tricky one. Group of fives are always tricky, right? Because, you know, there's not the – there, there isn't a certain degree of predictability that comes with group of fives. It's really wide open when it all comes down to it. Um, we, you know, you can't just go, oh, yeah, USC clearly better than the Pac-12. Yeah, Michigan clearly better than the Big Ten. There's a, there's a, there's a sneakiness and a, and a little – it's a little spice, if you will, with the group of five stuff. Hey, yo. That's why I'm super locking this one. That's why I'm super locking this one. Tulane – Minus four and a half, and I'm taking the over on 57. Give me Tulane on this one. Um, look, I've loved this Tulane team all year long. I think they're great. They're fantastic. They've played really tough opponents. Even in their losses, they played good teams really, really tough. They're a two-loss team, 7-1 in their conference. You look at UCF, 9-3, and 6-2 within their conference. And the discrepancy there is not huge. But Tulane has the better quality wins. And I think they get this done in New Orleans. Give me the green wave. Okay. Yeah, Mitch. I love that. This was a game I definitely debated for the super lock. I am going with Tulane on this one to earn that birth to the Cotton Bowl New Year's Six game. I'm not going to lock, though. I'm just going to pick Tulane okay. outright here. I'm going to save the lock. We've got two more games left. Uh, but I love this. Yeah, got to roll with the wave on this one. Got to do it. Uh, absolutely. Mitch. If Big I ten. can't get a Crimson Tide, I might as well get a Green Wave. Green Wave. That's what I'll go I love go it, Mitch. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Big Ten championship <laughs> game. Uh, Purdue versus Michigan. Uh, number two, Michigan. Again, we were talking about this. 
not a great matchup. You'd love to see, uh, you know, a better matchup here, but it is what it is. Uh, Michigan's favored minus 16 and a half in this one over under 52. Uh, and Mitch, this is where I am taking a risk. I am, uh, I, I got to make moves. I got to try to make up ground here. So I am going to lock Michigan in this one. I'm going to pick Michigan and I'm going to lock the big line minus 16 and a half because I like Purdue, Aiden O'Connell. They're a fun story, but they're not uh, nearly at the level of this Michigan team. And I do think Michigan will roll. It's tricky, though, because we're talking a championship game. If it's out of hand, you know, you rest the starters from the playoff, maybe the t- you know margins tighter at the end. So there's some risk here, but I got to go for it. So I'm locking Michigan. I, I hate to inform you, Dallin, but I just watched you on this pick because I also no. watched Michigan. No. On this one. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I hope. I hate to inform you. I locked going, in Michigan. I, I mean, you can, ch- you can switch it if you want. I wouldn't advise it, but, you know, like, this was an easy lock to me. It was an easy lock. Okay. You know what? You said I could switch it. I got I to gotta do it for the sake of competition. Sure. I, do it. You, you gave me the Take out. Purdue. I'm taking it. No, oh, no. You, I, no, I want to use the – can I do it on the next game? <laughs> I don't want to lock this game. Oh, oh. No, it's fine. I'll stay No, no, you can do that. Fine. Fuck it. No, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, I I hope I don't get kicked off Instagram. I just dropped an F-bomb. I I hope we don't get kicked off. This is episode 150, Mitch. Uh, This is uh, what we do. Okay, final one. Final one. ACC championship game. North Carolina, number 23. Number nine, Clemson. The Tigers, favorites, minus seven and a half, over under 63 and a half. I'm locking UNC, Mitch. Give me North Carolina upset. I'm in with this you. Game. I'm with you. I'm taking UNC oh. as well. Clemson, look, we talked about this last week. Clemson, we 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 look at the record. You look at the you know you look at what they have, and we talked about you know why are they this far up? It's because they don't pass the eye test, or you know, for me they didn't pass the eye test. They yeah. passed all the other metrics, but this team still just doesn't look right to me. And so you know. UNC, I think, has a very, very good opportunity here to upset Clemson in this AAC, this AAC championship game. Um, it's almost tempting for me to take take the take the spread here. It's almost tempting for me because I I have a ton of confidence in Drake May, and I I would say my confidence for Drake May is higher than what the confidence I have in the Clemson defense is. Yeah, okay. I mean, certainly a great test for it, that, uh, that awesome Tar Heels offense versus a great Clemson defense. That has been the best part about Clemson, the only good part, arguably, about Clemson. Sure. Besides Will Shipley, great running back. The running game's been fine for Clemson. Yeah. But that defense, uh, you know, there's two top five, top ten NFL draft picks on that defensive line, uh, and then some, right? So, uh, that'll be a, a great test. But we're both rolling with the upset here. North Carolina uh, over Clemson, the ACC championship game. That's our games uh, to watch in college, Mitch. Unfortunately, we picked the same winners in every game. Uh, so screw you for not helping me try to separate here. Uh, I hope we I both picked who I thought would win this week. <laughs> I, I picked who I thought would win. That's I know, all. Listen. Listen, no, fine. you do. Uh, now, listen, we, this, listen, we've had a whole season to do this. I should have, you know, I should be closer at this point. I have failed. Uh, you have a commanding nine point lead at this point, but this has been great. Uh, the, the, oh, this has been a blast. Has been awesome. Can't wait to continue this uh, with the next college football season. 
but uh, Mitch, shall we? Uh, we got Thomas. We need to bring Thomas in here for a Forgotten do. All-Star before we continue. Uh, Thomas out here protecting the people on patrol. You love to see it. We'll, uh, we'll bring him in here. Oh, I'm on. With some ominous lighting. Oh, my God. Yeah, like sorry. That. That was a Officer Munson? <laughs> How are you? Hold on. Let me turn this one on. And then, look, I even got myself, like, go. a ring light thing going on here. And I can turn that up and make my face a little bit brighter for you. There oh, you there go. we go. Hey, you're, you, you look good the way you are, buddy. You look good the way you are. I appreciate it. How's it going, fellas? Oh, it's good. Welcome to episode 150. We're happy to have Thomas uh, our good buddy on here, and you're going to try your hand at a forgotten all-star. How are you feeling about this? Are you confident? Uh, you, did you you get to see Jordan uh, face, I saw, right? You I, got to see that. I did get to see it. I saw that, and if it was NBA, I would say there's no shot. Um, I am. I love, and I, of course, it's the horrible, whatever. I grew up loving it with my dads. I'm a Kings fan. Shoot me. Um, I, it, I'm sorry. But I am. I'm a Kings fan. I mean, Vladi Divac, you got all those guys I loved back in the day. I mean, uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, Bobby, uh, what's, it, what's the guy? Oh, my gosh. Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson. No, Bobby Jackson. No, I'm thinking of the other uh, Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby. Oh, Mike so Bibby. good. Oh, my gosh. That was my favorite, favorite Kings guy. Anyways, but NFL I feel a little bit more confident with. Obviously, I'm a Niners fan. And I also just got to say, I'm not going to lie. I'm rolling with the Jimmy G wave that's going on with the Niners right now. Oh, okay. Thomas coming with the spicy takes. No Trey Lance. You're like, uh, I'm sorry. Guy. I'm sorry. I, I, I know that's probably like a very like controversial opinion or whatever that's going on about that. But I don't know. The Trey Lance, like you saw, probably will have like some good time later on down the road. But I'm going to be straight up about it. Jimmy G right now is the guy locked in. The team is around him, everything like that. They're all supporting him. I mean, Trent Williams, the left tackle, said it the best. They're like, that's our guy. Yeah. We're going to go with him. Yeah. He's too gorgeous to you know, yeah. sit on the bench. Dude, honestly. you cannot hold back the Italian stallion. I mean, Absolutely. I'm Italian and I don't look like that man, okay? <laughs> Not many of us do. No. Uh, <laughs> I would be remiss, uh, I would be remiss, Thomas, if I didn't ask if you could. If you can't, I understand. But we have a request from Mr. Jordan Fox. Um, he wrote, light the motherfucking beam. <laughs> Does that mean he wants me to turn on my? Board? I think he wants you to turn on the lights. <laughs> All right, give me. Let's see it. Uh, uh, let's go. I'm trying not to show. I'm not trying not to show any of my patches or anything like that. But all right. So if you see, I'm kind of it's nighttime and stuff like that. But yeah. we got. All right, people. This is incredible. Let's oh go. We got a little bit of that action going. Let's on. go. Go, Thomas. Let's, let's go ahead and. Uh, your boys in blue over here, buddy. You love it. Shout out, Thomas. <laughs> this is awesome. Shout Episode out, Officer Bunsen. People, we brought on literally on patrol right now, doing, <laughs> well, I, doing the duty. You love to see it. Hey, I, w I will say, I will say, it is the last like twenty minutes of my shift or something like that. I get off. There back. you go. Get up at 7, so it's my little tiny break time is what I got. Everybody put the crime on pause so Thomas can do the Forgotten All-Star for us, okay? Uh, <laughs> we have things to do. Please, so, please. I, uh, okay. I, have my, I have my call right here, so if something does happen, I'll be like, I'm out real fast, then you know why. Absolutely. All righty. Uh, just want to say hi to Dustin, Megan. We see your comments. Thanks for joining. Dustin, what's up, buddy? Uh, 
Absolutely. Uh, all right, Thomas. So we got a forgotten all-star for you. Uh, a right. former NFL player. I've got three. Uh, I've got a couple of hints. We'll get a couple guesses from you and then a bonus hint uh, before that final guess. So you'll get three total guesses. So you ready? Uh, okay. All righty. So we're looking for a former NFL player. This fullback was a two-time pro bowler over his 14 seasons in the NFL. He spent all 14 seasons with the same team who signed him as an undrafted free agent. His two Pro Bowl appearances came in his final two full seasons of play at ages 34 and 35, respectively. Oh, no. The instant, regret, the instant regret on Thomas's face when you said fullback. He went, oh, oh crap. <laughs> you know what went through my mind, and you guys are going to laugh, was the fantasy draft of Frost or whatever it was. Uh, that went through my mind of when that one guy drafted, he tried to draft Joe Posh or something like that, and he was like, <laughs> oh, no. As soon as you said the whole first thing. Four fullback. Yeah, okay. So, so, say, so, so he was – 14 seasons. 14 seasons, all the same team. Two-time Pro Bowler, and those two Pro Bowls came in his final two full seasons of play when he was 34 and 35. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I can't even think of a fullback right now. All you got no fullback games. Give me one fullback name, and then I'll give you a hint. Oh, dude, top fullback. That's about it right now. I can come to my mind. Okay. That's, that's just all Fair enough. Okay, he is okay, – okay. Okay, he's not a current player, obviously. He's a exactly. former player. Exactly, he's a former player. That's the reason why I'm like. Okay, here's the hint. Here's the hint. We'll take Kyle Juszczyk as a guess. That's one. Sorry, you got to take it away. Two more guesses. So, uh, the hint is, and this may not help you, but uh, he's, his one team was an NFC West team. Spent his entire career in the NFC West. Okay. I mean, that kind of helps because, like, the Niners division and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I don't – I want to – to be honest, I'm, like, hurting so bad over here. You might as well just, like, tell me what team it is, and I can just like, do that way. Because I'll be like, I still don't know. Dude, okay. pull back. I was I'm, like, mm. You ready for this? Okay. I'll, we'll see if you can get this. He was a Seattle Seahawk. Oh, my God. You had to say Seahawks of all people. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Got nobody. He's got a great last name. It's a it's a you know, it's a word. It's a great football name. You, you when you might hear it, you're going to you're going to probably be like, "Dang. I'll probably that guy. I probably will know who it is." Any guesses? Any fullback names just floating out there in your in your brain? No, to be honest, as soon as you said that too, I'm thinking of running backs. I'm thinking of the guy who who just retired recently, but he didn't do 14 seasons was uh, Chris um Chris Carson. Carson, okay. Yeah. First guy, yeah. and then I was like, "No, nah. dude, you 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 messed me up with a fullback, man. You messed me <laughs> Listen, up with a fullback." It, Mitch even said it. You just saw my whole face and demeanor. Just oh, just I'm done. It's, it's episode one hundred and fifty. We gotta, you know, we gotta mix it up a little bit with the fullback. The name we're looking for, Thomas. And thank you for joining for this because this is not easy. And, and you know, you, you you threw yourself out to the wolves here. So well done. But uh, we're looking for Mac Strong. The fullback for the Seattle Seahawks. And 14 I'm, years, two-time Pro Bowler. I'm big enough a man to say, no, I didn't do that. 
I would he now me and Dallin talked about it before the show and when he t- I remember when he told me I was like that's a name I haven't heard in a very long ass time. So the fact that you had no idea, I completely understand. Fullbacks go under the radar. They're an underappreciated position. So they're actually I will very much agree they're very much underrated for the amount of work they put in and everything like that. That's right. Absolutely. You you put yourself out there, the forgotten all-star. Thank you, Thomas. A round of applause for Thomas here. Thank yeah. you, buddy. We appreciate you. Well, thank you, fellas, and it was appreciated to be on here. Now I'm going to head back to my little tiny station over there. I'm going to get myself dressed out of these clothes, back home, get some food, and go go home. Well, we hope All you right. keep listening on the way home, buddy. Hope we can entertain you a little bit. For sure. For sure, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Love you both. Hey, hey thank you. Thomas. Thank you, buddy. Love you, too, buddy. Hi right, guys. Thomas Munson, the best. We love him. Thanks for the lights, the participation. That was awesome. Uh, Mitch, we've got a couple things left on episode 150 here on the Instagram. Those watching here, following live, we appreciate you. We see you. Thanks for hanging out. We've had a blast. Uh, yeah. You know, continue to share your thoughts here on anything that we're talking about as we continue through. Uh, up next, though, Mitch, you've got a top five live for the people that's right i want to shout out really quick seth matt and nick nicky boy nick Delariva. thank you for uh, watching buddy we appreciate you tuning in um yeah i you know what before we actually get to the top five down i i let this slip for a while we have a new entry into the boys club oh, and yes. yes we do and i i look this is a little bit out of what i would usually do oh but for america I have to put him in because he's got that dog in him. Yes. Christian Pulisic yes. is in the boys club. Yes. He's got that dog in him, dude. He's laying in a hospital bed and he's like, hey, so proud of my boys. I'll be ready to go on Saturday because he knows for America, he's got to win this damn thing. He's got to yeah. get this thing done. Christian Pulisic has got to be in. He's got to be in the boys club. Christian Pulisic sacrificed his junk versus Iran for this country. That's America's penis. Right. That's there. right. Okay. It's America's so that, dick. That that is who we're talking about here. Great entry into the boys club. The US men's national team. I've been all in on the World Cup. I've been all in on the US men's team. They play tomorrow morning. I'll be up early on my off day to watch at eight AM mountain time when they play against the Netherlands. Uh, made it to the knockout stage. And look at you giving the shout-out to uh, the world game here. It's called soccer, okay? this is It's called soccer. And, Nick, I see the comment, buddy. America, fuck yeah, buddy. Let's go. That's right. <laughs> Listen, if America wins the World Cup, we get to officially change it to soccer forever. I think that's fair, right? It has to right? be. It I has to be changed. I think that's a fair, you know, prize. I'm just I saw something the other day, like, it wasn't called football until, like, kind of recent. Like, like, they, they, they screwed this up. It's always been soccer. It still is soccer. So, um, but yeah. All the have, international people out there are hating us Americans for uh, I don't give disgracing a shit. their sport. I don't but, give uh, a that's shit. That's fine. Christian yeah. Pulisic in the boys club. You'll love to see it, Mitch. Uh, Absolutely. Great entry there. Uh, let's, I'm excited for this top five live. We've never heard 150 episodes of the sports hour, countless top five lists. And we've never done one live. Look at this. We've never done one live. That's right. Uh, I did one on the TikTok, um, but it was without a whole lot of fanfare because I was down in a bad way about Aaron Rodgers. So look, look, 
Top five this week, Dallin, we've had a lot of great champions in this sport, in, in the world of sports. And I think it's important that we take a look back at maybe teams that were great that uh, you, you could put that sweatshirt down. I would not classify that as a great championship team. But a lot of great teams that just, for one reason or another, didn't get to hoist that trophy at the end. And sometimes we think that maybe they should get another crack at it. So that's why on this week's edition of Mitch Moe's Top 5 List of the Week, we're going to be doing the top five teams that deserve a second chance. Wow. A second crack at a title. If we're going to give – if we can go back in time and give Mm. these specific teams a second crack at a title, maybe they get it done. I think they get it done. You know, so, we're, we're a podcast that's all about redemption. That's, that's right. That's all about the feel-good Absolutely. story. Second Absolutely. chances. This is fitting. This I is very it. fitting. Very fitting. Let's go. Um, also, by the way, you killed that, by the way. You oh, murdered dude. that. Let us know. Let, 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 let Mitch know. Let, let, let Mitch know in the comments here. He, he absolutely murdered that intro. That was incredible. Been called the songbird of my generation, but we won't get into that. So, you know. I mean, Susan Boyle, sit down. You know what I mean? Songbird of my generation. That's all I could say. So, anyway, let's get into this. Honorable mentions, by the way. We have to get on a couple honorable mentions. Uh, the 2015-2016 Golden State Warriors. Honorable mentions. The 73-win Golden State Warriors didn't make this list. The 2007 Pats, the 18-0 Pats, didn't make this list. Um, and the final one was the 1990-1991 tw- uh, UNLV men's basketball team. Uh, the oh. running Rebels, dude. Yeah. They had to be included in this one. Um, just missing the list. I mean, I really kind of wanted to put them on here, but uh, they're going to miss out on this one. But, Dallin, let's get into this. Number five on the list, we're going to go to the greatest show on turf, the 2001 St. Louis Rams. Um, Look, this had NFL MVP Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk. They outgained their opponents by 2,219 yards in that year and outscored their opponents by 230 points. And during their two losses in the regular season, they lost both those games by a total of 10 points the entire year. And for them to lose a Super Bowl title by a field goal in that one is a tragedy. Let's also not overlook the fact that that Patriots team that they played in that Super Bowl should have probably never even been there in the first place because that was the same year as the Tuck Rule game in that AFC title or the AFC divisional game against the Oakland Raiders. So um, we may have been looking at a completely different AFC representative in this one. The Rams yeah. were clearly the better team. I think if we go back to 2001, they get a second shot at it. They don't lose that game. So the Rams are number five on here. That's a good one. That's a, that's a really good one. Uh, what a great team uh, that, like you said, came so close. Uh, I love that. Uh, let us know, by the way, in the comments, if you're watching this live, if you have any predictions on who's going to be this top five or who should be on this top five. Uh, we'd love to hear from you as Mitch continues. Number five, off to a hot start. That's right. Number five, St. Louis Rams. Number four, we're gonna you're gonna see a theme actually with these first four teams. Uh, <laughs> number four on the list is the 2001 Seattle Mariners. 
Um, 116 yes. wins, 116 and 46 in the regular season. This was a team that was without their signature superstars, right? They had, they were that Ken Griffey Jr., gone. Alex Rodriguez, gone. Um, they were basically, you know, the same team without those big key guys that you like, you're like, man, you, they need those guys to win, you know, 90 plus games. But they added a very particular superstar, a certain superstar from the country of Japan, and that was Ichiro Suzuki, who came in, not only won Rookie of the Year, but also won AL MVP in the same season. Um, Mariners went 40 and 14, or 40 and 12, excuse me, through the first two months of the season, wound up winning 116 games. That's the most since the 1909 Cubs for most in a single season at that time. Um, and it actually still is because no one's ever won those um, that many games yet. But edged out Cleveland in the ALDS and then got test got matched up against the October tested New York Yankees in that uh, that um, league championship series um, and wound up losing that one. I think they they get a second shot at this one. Maybe go back to like the All Star break of two thousand one where they can like add that one big name. You might be looking at a maybe fewer wins, but a better bit playoff push, maybe with a bigger arm. I think Freddie Garcia was their ace in that year. So, like, you yeah. know, that's not a whole lot to look at. But um, the Seattle Mariners, 2001, number four on the list. Love it. Love it. And for those just joining, hello. We're doing top five. Mitch has got for us uh, the top five teams that deserve a second chance, right? The greatest teams that deserve My a boy, Gio. My boy, Gio. What's up, dude? Glad you're here, brother. Um, number three on the list. We are going to go to the 2002 Miami Hurricanes. College football, the Miami Hurricanes. Hey. I mean, you, you think about this team, man. This this team had four All-Americans, right? Quarterback Ken Dorsey, who we now know is an offensive coordinator. Uh, running back Willis McGahee. Center Brett Romberg and de- defensive tackle Jerome du- McDougal. Kellen Winslow and Sean Taylor were left off that All-American list. In fact, they were playing backups at that time to this team. Or no, they they were starting. Ed Reed was gone. Um, uh, Sean Taylor would have been playing in that game. Um, This was a team that, like, was – if you look back through the roster, they had, like, 34 NFL draft picks on that roster – at that time, and like six of them wound up being first-round picks. I mean, it was incredible, right. uh, the, the depth and the talent that they had on that roster. It came down to a double overtime loss in the national championship game to the Buckeyes on a bullshit pass interference call at the end of the game. Um, was it Maurice Claret was the running back at Ohio State? He winds up getting the game-winning touchdown. Um, Miami should have won that national title game. Um, and I think if we go back in time – and that ref has that second chance to not make that call. I don't think he makes that call. Of course, it's all speculative, but Miami, number three yeah, on this list. That's a great, that's a great entry there. Uh, among the college football teams that you could put in there, that's a, that's a great one. Yeah, I mean, it, it had to be them. Had to be them. Um, number two on the list. And, Jordan, you're going to love this one, buddy, for still watching. The 2001 and 2002 Sacramento Kings. It has to be the Kings. I mean, they were cheated, cheated out of a finals appearance, cheated out of it. Um, Of course, Robert Ory had, you know, they had the big, you know, the big three-point shot at the end of game four that basically, you know, it 
the Kings commanded three, one series lead wiped out at that point. Um, it was just, it, the, it, it all goes back to, to the, you know, the pay and the refs off scandal. Yep. I'm blanking on the guy's name. I'm blanking on the guy's name, but Donahue, right? now, uh, yeah, Donahue, Mark Gary Donahue. Donahue? Mark, I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it's like something if like you that. Know, but let us know in the comments if you remember. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, after a t- sixty-one and twenty-one regular season. I mean, this guy had the big three: Chris Webber, Vladivok, Mike Bibby. You had Pages Stoyakovic. You had Doug Christie, Bobby Jackson coming off the bench. I think this was a Scotty Pollard year. You know, the guy with the crazy hair and the tattoos. It was just a great. Ohito Turkoglu was on that team. Yeah, you know, it was. It was a great, great group of players um, and got cheated out of making an NBA finals. So this 2001, 2002 Sacramento Kings, number two on the list. That's yeah. It's a good entry. It's a really good entry there. I hate to see it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know this is one of those lists you don't necessarily really want to be on, but number one on the list down. And I would be remiss if I didn't even mention them, but of course they're going to be number one on the list is the 1990 through the 1994 Buffalo Bills. If the Buffalo yes. Bills have a shot at any one of those Super Bowls, again. Just one of them. Just one of them. <laughs> they get it done. They had Scott Norwood's be a wide right field goal. I think Steve, I think, uh, was it Steve Christie missed a field goal in a Super Bowl game. They had the big blowout against Dallas. Um, there was the one where, you know, Thurman Thomas lost his helmet and couldn't find it. And he was out for like, you know, half the first quarter because he couldn't find his helmet. You know, it was any of one of those Super Bowls. If you give the Bills the second shot at it, I'm sure they get it done. I'm sure they get it done. It, they just happen to be on the losing end of four straight. So the Buffalo Bills from 90 to 94 have to be on this list. I love that. And I'm glad you included all the years because – yeah, it's like, well, well, you can't get one to, to break your way, you know, you get right? just one of those seasons to finish out the right way and win that Super Bowl. Uh, wow, that's incredible. What a great top five, Mitch. Run through the top five list one more time for the folks. Right, so number five on the list is the 2001 St. Louis Rams. Number four on the list is the 2001 Seattle Mariners. Uh, number three on the list, the 2002 Miami Hurricanes. The uh, number two on the list, the 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings. And number one, basically the early 90s Buffalo Bills. And this is the top five teams that deserve a second chance. Deserve a second chance. Came up just short. What a great top five. What a great opportunity to get a live top five here on the Instagram episode 150. Mitch, killing it. Thanks, buddy. My friend. Great stuff. Love to see it. All righty. Well, we've got, I think there's one last thing uh, on this uh, episode 150 before we wrap up. If you've been tuning in, if you just tuned in, we appreciate you hanging out uh, during this uh, Instagram live here. We're going to wrap up the podcast this live with our quick picks. NFL quick picks. If you listen to the podcast at the end of the show, we, we pick a winner for every game in the NFL that week. We'll do it here live to wrap up the show. Uh, And Mitch, to look at our standings so far in our picks, last week you went 10 and 6. It's a good week. I went 9 and 7. Okay. But I'm I'm falling behind. 
I need to make up ground. You're 103, 78, and 1 on the season. I'm 94, 87, and 1. I'm not doing good. I, it, it's time. We're in week, like, 13. I got to get things moving. That's or right. I, I think I'm starting an OnlyFans. Isn't that the, <laughs> the punishment? I think so. You have to feed <laughs> like, OnlyFans, yeah. I might, maybe I'll just start an OnlyFans and you could pay for, like, fantasy football advice or something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, can I give sports advice? to people how do i how do i get paid to do that i don't want to sell my feet um hey Dallin, but, can you uh, hold down the fans for like 30 seconds real quick i'll be right back there's something outside i gotta check out real quick hold on of course i can Listen, okay this is live episode 150 mitch has abandoned me to do this podcast by myself uh and uh this is fun we appreciate you being here geo go cowboys uh, yeah, go Cowboys. I'm looking at my picks while Mitch isn't here. I'm going to tell you, did I pick the Cowboys this week? Um, let me tell you, Gio, uh, I did. Sunday Night Football, you're good, my friend. I picked the Cowboys. We're getting it done. We're getting dubs. Uh, I, I might even pick them to win the NFC East the rest of the way out. I'm not sold on Philly at this point. I'm just telling you. So. You never know. We'll see how the rest of the season shakes out. But Sunday night football for the Cowboys. Uh, you know, we're, we're rolling with Dallas over Jeff Saturday and the Colts. Uh, again, Instagram Live 150. It's good to be here uh, doing this. Uh, say hello in the chat. Uh, let us know who, uh, who you're feeling this year in the NFL. Uh, week 13, getting the playoff picture sort of sorted out here we know which teams will be competing for those spots or who may already be locked in if you think you know who's going to win the super bowl already uh let us know in the comments who your super bowl favorite would be uh, at this point of the season I'm trying to think back at who mitch and i picked uh in the preseason i'm pretty sure i rolled with the we both rolled with the bills both rolled with the bills uh, i was unfortunate enough to pick the rams to repeat as NFC champs. Uh, I think Mitch picked the Eagles, so he may be good there with Philly, but uh, there we go. Mitch is back. Did you get robbed? Uh, uh, I thought I was. There was a weird dude walking outside my uh, pickup, so I had to nice. ask him what he was doing. But we got it all figured out. We're okay. Mitch just beat up a vagrant, and he's back uh, now. For the I just, you know, <laughs> kicking ass, taking names. That's part of my, that's part of my shtick. So. <laughs> Where's Thomas when you need him? Jeez. I know. Oh what God. the hell is? What the hell are you doing? Hop on it, police boy. Let's go. <laughs> That's what you're here for? Oh man. All righty, Mitch. Our quick fix to wrap up the podcast here. We've gone over the standings. It's time uh, to get into it. Uh, and let's start with Thursday night football. This just passed, Mitch. This game was yesterday, but we made picks for this before the game. Don't you worry. We're not making these now. Uh, we were wise, though. I picked the Buffalo Bills to win this game. I think you did as well. Yes, I did. I did. I picked the, okay. Bills, the Bills as well. So we both are fine there. We've escaped as the Bills got it done on Thursday night against Mac Jones and the Patriots. The last three games the Bills have put up against that Patriots defense, it's like incredible the amount of points and the success that they've had against Bill Belichick and that team. Uh, really impressive. Uh, but there you go, Mitch. Bring us in to the Sunday morning slate. All right, Sunday morning football, folks. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are leaving the Steel City to head down to Hotland and take on the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta, sneaky at times this year. Sneaky at times. They're, they're a 
bad team with a with a whiff of good. And I think they get it done this week against Pittsburgh. I like Atlanta at home in a tight one over the Steelers. You know, Mitch, we're smelling the same thing here. I'm taking the Falcons at home in this one. I think this will be a tight game, though. Pittsburgh is starting to sort of figure things out. Kenny Pickett looking more and more competent. Uh, Talent-wise, this team is still lacking. Uh, So I'm going to roll with the Falcons in this one at home to get it done in a tight one against the Steelers. Mitch, following that, the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson, uh, they're headed to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. What a awful season this has been for Denver. What an absolute disaster here. Uh, too many times in our quick picks this season have I picked the Broncos and been uh, just hurt, been betrayed, honestly, by Russell Wilson and Sierra herself. So uh, I am going to roll with uh, Baltimore in this one. Yeah, uh I'm going with Baltimore as well, but Russell Wilson's in a bad way. He still hasn't thrown more touchdowns than bathrooms in his house. So uh, this is a bad look for Russell Wilson, bad look for the Broncos. Um, give me Lamar and, and the Baltimore Ravens in this one. Following that game, we got uh, the, the Packers. They are leaving the sewer, the, the absolute cesspool that is Green Bay, Wisconsin, headed down to the Windy City to take on – the Bears. Um, look, I'd be remiss if I didn't do it. You got to be crazy if you think I'm not taking my Bears in this one. Bear, Don, give me the Bears over the Packers. I mean, I would never pick those rats in Green Bay with the rat king Aaron Rodgers. I'd never take him. I'd never take that cracked out Nick Cage. Is he trying to steal the Declaration of Independence or wear a fo- win a football game? I, I don't know. Give me the Bears. Mitch, the slums of Wisconsin are a really rough place, I hear. Uh, just all kinds Tough of crowd. riddled, Tough with, crowd up riddled yeah. with crime and, yeah. uh, and, and, and whatnot and mischief. Uh, Mitch, uh, I am rolling with the Bears in this one. I Let's go. Let's go. Because it's a guarantee that you're going to pick Chicago, so I could just guarantee pick the other team. But. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, honestly, if Jordan Love was starting in this game, I might actually feel better about Green Bay, but it seems like Aaron Rodgers is going to start injured in this one, and it's like, uh, you know, 50% Aaron Rodgers against Justin Fields. He's running the lights out this year. Give me the Bears. That a baby. That a baby. Mitch, following that, the Jaguars, they are leaving the swamps of Jacksonville. And they're headed up to the Motor City to take on the Detroit Lions, the Fighting Dan Campbells. This is a great matchup. This is the matchup I picked last. I took, I picked every other game and came back to this one because I really didn't know where I wanted to go. Two fun teams this year. I'm rolling with Jacksonville, though. I'm rolling with Trevor Lawrence, who arguably had his best game of the season last week, building upon that momentum against a weak defense for Detroit. Give me Jacksonville to get it done on the road. This was a tough one to pick, actually. This was a really tough one to pick. But Detroit has looked pretty good over the last two or three weeks. Pretty good. Jacksonville hasn't been that impressive. Give me the Lions. Give me the fight in Dan Campbell's in this one to get it done in the swamps of Jacksonville. I like the Lions over the Jags. Following that game, we got the Brownies. They're leaving the best city in Ohio, Cleveland. Believe land. And they're headed over to the Lone Star State to take on the Houston Texans. The return of Deshaun Watson. 
is this week. He will be starting under center for the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to take the Browns in this one. I don't think this is a particularly good game. In fact, I think it's up there for garbage game of the week. I'm not excited about this game. But I think the Brownies get it done in a six-point effort over the, over the Texans. Yeah. Um, Mitch, Deshaun Watson making his debut with the Browns against his former team after this 12-game suspension. And uh, I am picking the Texans to beat Deshaun Watson in his debut. Just for uh, justice. I don't know. Just for the sort of the culmination of everything. I don't think the Texans are a good football team at all. They've won one game this year. They may only win two, uh, but I do think that this might be one of them. So I'm going to roll with Houston to beat Deshaun Watson in his return to Houston this time as the Cleveland Browns starting quarterback. Mitch, following that game, the New York Jets and Mike White headed to Minneapolis to take on the Vikings. Give me Minnesota in this one. Give me Kirk Cousins in this one. It should be a good game. This Jets defense, really tough. I think they'll challenge a good Vikings offense, but give me Minnesota to win. Yeah, I oddly like Mike White, like, kind of a lot. I mean, 2021 Week 8 Mike White was elite as it could get. And um, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to get it done against the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to take the Vikes here. I still am very confused about where they are as a football team, but the Jets seem to be um, kind of in a tight spot right now, and um, they're going to have to lose some more games down the stretch eventually, and I think one of them comes against the Vikings this week. So give me Minnesota in this one. Following that game, we got the Commanders. They're leaving the nation's capital. They're headed up to the Big Apple to take on the New York Giants. I like this Giants team. I really like what make what Wink Martindale has been doing with the defense, what Brian Dable has been doing as, as a head coach. Um, but Washington is kind of sneaky fun. I think they're a good team with a whiff of suck. You know, that, not to quote, you know, part of my take here. Good team with a whiff of suck. I think that Washington gets this one done in a tight one over the Giants. Okay, I'm rolling with the commies as well, Mitch. I'm rolling with Taylor Heineke here. I just feel like this Giants team – uh, I very much feel like the second half is just not going to go as well for them. Uh, they had a very hot start. They're getting the absolute most out of one of the worst rosters in the NFL. Eventually, that's just going to unravel a bit, right? And maybe they still make the playoffs based on how well yeah. uh, they started the season. But this Washington team and this defense specifically is really coming along. The defensive line talent, Jonathan Allen, uh, playing really, really well this year. Uh, Montez Sweat on the outside. So I'm with you. Give me Washington in this one on the road, Mitch. Final Sunday morning game, the Tennessee Titans headed to Philly to take on the Eagles. This is one of the best matchups of the week, honestly. Titans-Eagles, great matchup here. Two tough teams. I really wanted to take the Titans in this one. I really think they're going to keep this game close and make it interesting, but I am going to roll with Jalen Hurts and Philly uh, to win this game. Yeah, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. Give me the Eagles in the city of brotherly love over the Tennessee Titans. I, I mean, the, you know, we saw the fumble of Philly for two weeks in a row. They came out of it, thankfully, one and one. They didn't right. come out of that with two losses. So I think they're kind of back on the right track now. I like the Eagles in this matchup at home. Starting the, off the afternoon slate, the Seattle Seahawks, they're leaving the Emerald City to head down to the City of Angels to take on the Los Angeles Rams. 
Um, what a Super Bowl slump it has been for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, a, a serious, serious situation going on in L.A. where it seems like all these big contracts are now kind of starting to come to bite them in the butt. Got all this experience, all this talent, but it ages really quick. I like Seattle in this one. Give me Seattle on the road in L.A. to get it done. Yeah, maybe that's something we should explore on future podcasts. Uh, the biggest Super Bowl slumps because this seems like certainly one of them, what we've seen from this Los Angeles Rams team this year. John Walter will be starting this game for the Rams, so uh, no doubt in my mind I'm rolling with the Seahawks on the road here. Uh, Following that, Mitch, Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins making his return to San Francisco to take on his mentor, Kyle Shanahan, and the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, if Tennessee and Philly wasn't game of the week, then I think that this is this is going to be an awesome matchup against two very talented teams. Uh, I really struggled with picking this game, but I am going to roll with the Dolphins. I like what Miami's doing. I think Mike McDaniel has done a very good job with this offense. There's so much speed. Uh, speed kills. You can't really do much about it when they get in space. Uh, I'm going to roll with the Dolphins here. Yeah, I, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. <laughs> I was going to jump into, you know, rolling it right in. No, nah, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Give me the Niners in this one. This team is, like I said, in a very, like I said last week, in a very steep upward projection right now. They, they, are, they are definitely trending in the steepest way possible in the right way. Um, I like the Niners in this one to get done over Miami. I don't think that Miami is that much better than Buffalo. And with them both sitting at eight and three right now, something has to give. And I think Miami is going to be the team that's going to do it. And it's going to have to get, come against a good team. The Niners are that team. Give me the Niners at home over Miami. Uh, following that game, the Kansas City Chiefs, they are leaving Kansas City to head over to the home of Skyline Chili, Cincinnati, to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Who day? Who day? Who they think going to beat them Bengals? Give me. The Bengals at home over the Kansas City Chiefs. Another game has to get for Kansas City. They're not a two-loss team. Another one has to come. Kansas City's playing well recently. I like the Bengals at home over the Chiefs. Okay, yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow, the Tiger King himself, uh, in a rematch of the AFC Championship game. A a fantastic game last year. Uh, That regular season game when Cincinnati lit them up. I think Jamar Chase had 200 receiving guards in their regular season matchup last year. This taking place in Cincinnati, a tough test for the Chiefs, but I'm rolling with Kansas City here. I'm rolling with revenge for the AFC Championship. We get back here. Uh, This could be a tight game. I think it's a shootout. Uh, You know, it's going to come down to the wire, but I'm going to roll with the Chiefs over the Bengals in this one. You know how, like, Tom Brady's Achilles heel was Miami? Like, you would always lose to Miami once a year. They could never just sweep Miami. What if Patrick Mahomes' Achilles heel is Joe Burrow and the Bengals? Like, that's – I mean, let's think about it. So, like, not that. Okay. So, that's where I'm at with that. Okay, we'll see. I mean, they have the opportunity here, but you're right. A couple big wins against him so far in his career. Maybe he's that pesky thorn in the side of Patrick Mahomes in the AFC. I like that. I like that, Mitch. Uh, To wrap up the afternoon slate, AFC West matchup here. Los Angeles Chargers headed to Sin City to take on the Raiders. Give me the Chargers in this game. This Raiders team is just down bad. And I know that, you know, it's bounced back recently a bit. But 
Uh, they're just still in a bad spot. And the Chargers, if they're going to stay alive in the playoff race in the AFC, they have to continue to win and win games like this at 6-5. and five. Give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm tired of the Chargers making me look silly is what it is. Like, I'm tired of them making me look silly. Um, I buy into that hype that everyone else has about how the Chargers are Super Bowl contenders this year, and they're my favorite out of the AFC, and I'm not buying it into it anymore. Big overtime win last weekend for the Raiders in Seattle. Josh Jacobs rips off the big run at the end. He's been playing out of his mind the entire year. Give me the Raiders in a close one at home over the Chargers. I like them getting it done in the Death Star in Vegas. Raiders. Following that game, we have the Indianapolis Colts. They're headed over to Jerry World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. Gio, if you're still watching, this one's for you, buddy. How about them Cowboys? Give me the boys at home over the Colts. Jeff Saturday, another loss on his record. Mark it down now. If I could lock this one, if we had locks for picks, this would be my lock of the week. Give me the Cowboys over the Colts. Well, while you were gone uh, fighting off homeless people around your apartment complex, I actually revealed to the Instagram live folks that I picked the Cowboys in this game. So they all, oh, come on, but here we are. Uh, yeah. I'm rolling with the Cowboys on Sunday night football as well for Gio, for the Cowboys fans out there. My boy Gio. Indeed. Jeff Saturday, just a weird situation, but this Dallas team is really coming on, I think. And I feel confident in them down the stretch to challenge the Eagles in the NFC East. So got to yeah, get a win absolutely. here on Sunday night football. Mitch, that yep. brings us to Monday night football. We don't have the sounder for it because we're doing the Instagram live, but we need to hear it. Garbage game of the week right here. Right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. 100%. We're on board. Garbage game of the week. It's just Monday hot garbage. Football. You're a garbage person. Sorry. I was trying to fill the void as best I could. So You're good. New Orleans Saints headed to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, NFC South matchup. Uh, teams with records under 500, four and eight Saints, five and six yep. Bucks. This is an ugly division. Listen, I'm a Panthers fan. I've been watching this division all year. It's an ugly division. It's not fun to be a part of. Uh, but... I'm feeling chaos. Give me New Orleans. Give me Andy Dalton in this one. I don't know. I'm just not convinced in Tampa. Whoa. Tampa go, whoa, Tampa whoa, 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 whoa. the South at 7 and 10? I don't know. They might do it. I'm picking the Saints. That's. Picking the Saints. Yikes, buddy. Okay. I mean, I'm going, I'm going with the Bucks. I'm going with the Bucks here. I don't think that's the story here. I don't think me picking the Bucks is any sort of surprise. I, I think that they're the better team. Why? What do you mean, why? What? No, I'm, oh. I'm just making noise. <laughs> oh, I thought you asked me why. It's not a surprise. Big. I'm like, what do you mean, why? Of course I'm going to pick the Bucks here. I, what I think is the surprise is, is, the, is the New Orleans thing. And, I, I mean, I just cannot get behind any part of this team right now. I mean, they're, they have issues at the quarterback position, and they, they can't figure out how they want to use Taysom Hill. It seems like that they, they have a new different role for him every, every week. Um, Andy Dalton clearly is is just a placeholder. Uh, it, it just seems like a total mess over there right now. So I, I don't have any reason to pick the Saints. I'm going all Tampa Bay here. Yeah. No, I everything you said is correct, and I agree with you. Uh, but I am picking the Saints in this one. 
so I hear you. I feel you. I'm not doing that. Okay. I, I got just, it. Okay. I'm just not doing it. Uh, Mitch, that is it for our quick picks. And that's it for episode 150 of the Sports Hour. 150 episodes down. What, four and a half years into this thing? Uh, yeah, May of a 2018, lot. we started this podcast, and here we are, 150 episodes later, doing this live on Instagram for the folks. We appreciate you. If you've listened at all for a portion, if you stuck around the whole time, uh, thanks for being a part of this. We do this podcast to be a part of this, to hear from you guys, to uh, have conversations for fans uh with fans because that's what this podcast has always been about so it is fun to do this for the first time and uh you know we hope to do more live uh broadcasts like this if uh if you guys enjoy it so let us know if you're enjoying this if you had fun tuning in uh you know what we'd uh we'd be down to do stuff like this in the future absolutely i mean this was a blast we loved getting to interact with you guys thank you guys for for tuning in listening we love you we appreciate you um, and thank you for sticking with us for 150 episodes. A couple of weird brains, a couple of weird dudes. Um, and and you let us kind of do what we love to do, and that's talk sports and, and, and debate and, and share ideas and thoughts. And for you guys to be along on the ride with us has been very special to us. And we're uh, so exceptionally grateful for all of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. If you've just tuned into this Instagram live on our account, if you've never actually listened to much of the podcast, we invite you to do that. You can find us anywhere, mainly on Anchor, the Sports Hour Guys. Anchor. FM or Anchor. Anchor. Mitch, see, Mitch always does this part, and then I just tried to do it, and I messed it. Anchor. FM slash the Sports Hour Guys. That's where you got to find it. You can find our podcast there. Expert. You can find our podcast there. You can become a part of the conversation. And now that we have y'all here, listen up. Yep. Don't leave a voice message for us. We want to hear from you. Be a permanent part of the conversation. We'll play that question you have right there on the show. And if we're doing more live stuff like this, Dallin, because we've been kind of talking about some things, if we're doing something like this, man, you're going to hear your voice right here as you're listening in. And that would be cool, right? That'd be cool to listen to. So, Go ahead, get on anchor.fm slash the sports hour guys. Become a permanent part of the conversation. We'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. Well said, Mitch. Uh, this has been a blast. Again, thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, we, we love doing this. We love you. We appreciate you. And we will catch you this week. And a very pleasant good evening to you, wherever you may be. See ya. See ya.